welcome back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's Baseball Podcast. I am your co-host, Jane. With me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren. And <laughs> Steven. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Uh, and Okay, both of those were weird. Both of those were weird. Yeah. I you didn't give your last name. <clears throat> uh, whatever. I don't always. I do it sometimes. Not always, though. Mm. Sometimes. I feel weird because I'm the only because they only say I'm the only one that says my last name. Like, I, yeah, I don't want pe- I don't want the general public knowing my last name. <laughs> Though we have said it before, but all right. Uh, <laughs> and then we have a guest. He's a baseball writer and a video game writer. He's a kind of a uh, a man of letters, a man of of many newsletters. It's uh, Mark Normandon. How's it going, Mark? I'm also a man of last name. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome to the show. Um, we've been been uh, wanting to get you on for a while, and like the circumstances really uh, really aligned, like with the, the news of what's going on. Uh, so last last week we talked about the minor leaguers unionizing, signing their cards, and you know we talked about how fast everything was going, and we kept we keep being surprised at how fast everything is going because last Friday Rob Manfred said that. MLB is prepared to voluntarily recognize the union. Uh, <laughs> we don't know. Didn't that, see that one coming. Yeah, didn't see that coming. Didn't see it coming so fast. <laughs> like, uh, I yeah, we we just keep being surprised by this stuff. It's 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 really strange. I mean, who knows what they'll what will happen between now and when it actually gets recognized if they do. But yeah, this is this is wild, Mark. Do you, do you think that they're really just going to voluntarily recognize the union like this? Oh, yeah. They were massively outflanked, um, which doesn't it didn't mean they were going to voluntarily recognize them anyway, because the the thing I said immediately after it happened, which is only half of a joke, is that I'm surprised they did it because it was the correct strategic and ethical decision. <laughs> and they don't really, you know, they they kind of just plow ahead once they have a plan, you know? Yeah, right. Um but they're not they're, um, all the levers they would normally pull to stop this from happening are not available to them. Uh, so all they were going to do was kind of radicalize the players further against them and drum up, you know, the, the uh, public would be angrier if they saw how much support there was for the union and they weren't right. recognizing it. So I think they just decided, like, let's fight this at the table and not, uh, not in the recognition process. Which is smart. Like most Owners still manage to not make that decision in the same sit in, in very similar situations. Like we can look at Starbucks at one is just like catastrophic, making every single catastrophic uh, bad decision. Yeah. It's a, uh, I mean, I don't know who definitely like made this call, but since I shit on Rob Manfred all the time and it's all deserved every single time. Yeah. Um, every I, time I'm, I'm guessing that with his labor background, his labor lawyer background, he convinced the owners like, this will be better for us if we just, if we give in now, we might have a better chance of winning some other stuff later, you know, stopping it from getting worse. Yeah, it seems like the union really, like, picked their time very well. Yeah. There's the, uh, you know, the, the Senate's looking into their anti-stress exemption. They're still, you know, have some, they have plenty of bad PR during the lockout. Like, they, they really, they really struck while the iron was hot, it seemed like. Yeah, and throw in that uh, MLB agreed to not shrink the size of the minors again until after the 2030 season. Right, so yeah, yeah. To, to go back to the Starbucks thing, they can't just start closing teams down of yeah. you know, full of uh, supporters or whatever. Like, 
especially with the, the Judiciary Committee, you know, uh, checking in on the antitrust exemption, they immediately start closing down teams against their own agreed to documents. I mean, that, that kind of puts them in a different kind of trouble they don't want to be in. Yeah, which I think was like the first response I heard from a lot of people about this was like, well, they're, they're just going to shut down the minor, league, minor leagues, um, which, you know, I was very surprised when they didn't, do, when, they, when they made that agreement. But um, yeah, that's like the immediate, like first criticism just wiped off the board. Well, yeah, you never really trust <laughs> these guys. Like I, I immediately when I heard they were doing that, I'm like, there's got to be, you know, some poison pill that they're putting in here somewhere. Or there's like something that they're going to do when they do get to the negotiating table then. But like, I don't know, that seems like the the big obvious one. And then they, they took it off the table. I mean, I'm still worried about what they do after 2030 if they do decide like, okay, well, they can't, you know, they can't unilaterally, clo- unilaterally close anything down anymore, but they'll still find some ways. I just think by the time they start really fighting back somewhere besides the table, this, sub, this subunit of the MLBPA will already be fully established. There will already be a CBA. They were probably a couple in to that point, so. Absolutely, yeah. What you're saying is that, like, things are good? <laughs> uh, I won't I won't go that far. They're going to they're gonna be better. I just, I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. It keeps not happening, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 just, I just keep assuming that, that Manfred's got a little trick up his sleeve, and then all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, nope. This is bad. We're so sick of winning. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. You know, if they prolong the bargaining process long enough, there will be some turnover. And maybe Mm. some of the most egregious, toughest fighters, like most diehard believers, are gone. But in that process, you run the risk of radicalizing new true believers. Right. Absolutely. You know, really, I'm not too worried about the 2030 thing, just because, uh, you know, by 2030, like, we'll be closing teams because the cities they in are no longer livable. Right. <laughs> so we got, we got a little leeway there before we, we need to worry too much about. Right. And then but, plus, uh, it's, it's far enough off that, like, by then, it will be a completely new batch of, like, minor league players, pretty much. And none of them will have gone through the, like, oh, well, I, I you know, suffered, so you have to, too. Like, it will just be a completely different group of them by then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Several times over. Yeah. I think that's one reason it's good that Advocates for Minor Leaguers was absorbed by the PA. Um, totally. Yeah. Because they've shown kind of a focus on educating. You know, that's what that's how they, they kind of built their support system and structure was uh, with education. Um, I mean, the players knew what was happening to them, but what they, you know, they didn't know that they could do something about it. And then they were, they had that draft handbook for the new players uh, the last two years that essentially was like, here's your first day on the job. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not going to get better without X, Y, Z. Uh, so I, I'm hoping they kind of keep that stuff up. So it's just, Hey, this is what things were like before we formed. And if we don't fight, you know, Oh, this is an interesting quirk that I was not aware of, but apparently the Dominican summer league being based outside of the U S does not fall under the uh, unionizing process in the labor agreement. So MLB is going to have to like separately fight for that to get them covered as well. Well, that sounds like a new battleground, certainly. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot of fringe stuff like that, uh, kind of around this whole thing. It's good. It's good. We're just going to it's going to take some time to shake out and, and figure out where all these little little smaller leagues land. That's the that's the big one. Since that's the only, I think that's the only one considered an actual like affiliated minor league, mm-hmm. uh, right. because of all the shrinking they did, you know, prior. 
uh, that kind of streamline some of this, and especially at the low levels. Um, they can't legally make them union members like everyone else, but they can trade something. You know, in the in the bargaining, they'll have to trade something to be allowed to give them benefits in the same way that um, the major league uh, bargaining unit, which we used to just call the MLBPA, but like now things are more complicated. It's more complicated. Right. Um, you know, they were able to represent 40 man players, even if they had never been in the majors and uh, they were able to negotiate, you know, salaries for guys who used to be in the majors, but were now in the minors uh, after their first contract was over. So I'm sure there's something they can trade to make that work. Um, I know there were complaints about not giving them cards in the first place, but like the NLRB would have just thrown them out at the card check anyway. And no one like the numbers, they could have signed, had a hundred percent authorization and it wouldn't have mattered. It would have meant nothing. And if anything, it would have like angered MLB and delayed the process. So, um, Mm -hmm. there are other ways to do it. And I, I, I'm disappointed that they're not pushing harder to argue that a lot of those players are like temporarily in that league and are bound for other minor leagues where they would be covered, you know, um, in the same way, the 40, the 40 man players were covered, but it's also the very first CBA. And some of these things take time. You know, they didn't, <laughs> the amount of thing the, the MLBPA existed for 14 years before they signed their first CBA and the circumstances were different because they thought unions were for communists, but and they were, let's not, they, they were I mean, right. Yeah. They were right. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have had to work in the winter, you know, if they just embraced communism a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if some things are probably not going to get sorted out right away or that, like you said, the Dominican summer league will be a real battleground. Um, I mean, everything will be, but that is like, technically MLB can just say no outright. The, like they cannot be compelled to bargain on that. I think, um, since they are not legally covered by the, the NLRA, but there, there are ways to give them something they want, like allowing the miners to continue to be like a hotbed of experimentation to a degree mm. for rules and things like that. So mm-hmm. there'll be something that MLB wants to make it worth it to them to, to let this work. No, this is, this is super exciting. Like, I mean, I at, at this rate, the rate this is picking up, um, I think that they'll be uh, occupying Washington DC uh, by you know sometime this time next month. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for those tanks to roll in. Finally, <laughs> they're allowed to crash in my apartment if they need to. That's fine. I yeah, get four, yeah, five yeah. guys in here. They're used yeah. to it. It'll give you an excuse to buy like a fancier grill or something. Exactly. You know, if you have to feed this like Hooverville of <laughs> minor leaguers and stuff, yeah. Just making big batches of chili for all the boys. Yeah. It <laughs> actually sounds great. Now that I said it out loud, that'd be super fun. Can I come? I, I, I want chili. Steven, I'll make you chili anytime. anytime. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> We're going to start gonna start shipping it through the mail. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm. Like, like a pink sauce, yeah. Mm, mail, <laughs> mail chili. Mail chili. <laughs> chili. <laughs> we kind of teed up our next co- topic a little bit. Uh, with the whole uh, miners being a uh, t- testing ground for a lot of rule changes, <laughs> we 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 effortlessly we we teed it up nicely. Then we went and 
did a bit that had nothing to do with anything. And now we are very, very, very ham fistedly going back. We're, we're professionals here, folks. Sorry. Let's, let's, uh, yeah. So let's do the thing that everybody's been doing this week. Uh, let's, let's, you know, just fire off all of our takes about these new rule changes. I've been to four minor league baseball games this season. All, I believe all of them had a pitch clock. Yeah. And it's the most magical, wonderful, beautiful, perfect thing that has ever happened. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. I'm so happy. Oh my god, give me the fucking pitch clock. I've come around on it. I think I think it's fine. Um I I, I did not like it like at first, like aesthetically. Uh <laughs> it was just like, oh no, this is like having this like slow pace and this this like this dumb psychological warfare between the batter and the, the hitter and the pitcher is fine, but like I don't know, fuck it. I, I think it's I think it's good now. So here's so here's what it is. There's a pitch clock now. There's only thirty seconds allowed between hitters. The pitch clock is twenty seconds if there's a base runner, fifteen seconds if there's not a base runner. The uh, catcher has to be ready with nine seconds left on the clock. The hitter has to have both feet in the box and be alert to the pitcher within eight seconds of the clock starting. Uh, two pickoff attempts are allowed per per batter. That's the weird one for me. I love the that pickoff one. I fucking hate pickoffs. I yeah. I I think that the pickoff thing is good. And they've they found that this reduced that okay so the, all overall all of this reduced the time the average game time in minor league games by twenty six minutes. There's more stolen uh, base attempts, and there was a higher success rate on stolen base attempts. So now 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 I'm listening. Yeah, because so, no, this is great. that sounds fun. I'm going to summarize uh, uh, the quote here from a certain player uh, who who was asked about the rule changes. He says, uh, I love there's going to be a pitch clock. I love the larger base. I love that they're changing the base. Anything to make the game more athletic. That man was Joey Votto, and I do not know baseball better than Joey Votto. Fuck yeah, <laughs> Joey Votto. Yeah, Joey Votto likes it. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Um, yeah, and then you touched on that too. The bases are going from 15 inches aside to 18 inches mm-hmm. per side. Which I think might Great. be like the most impactful um, like in terms of like on-field play. Uh, it's it's like the subtlest, but also the one that I think is uh, potentially really interesting in terms of changing how it, what baseball looks like from what we see on the field right now. I mean, and not only is it a safety thing, but how many you know bang bang plays uh-huh. would have been changed if there's you know the, the, they were three inches closer. I think they're a little taller too. Sounds like uh, offense is about to go up. Yeah, I want more slap hitting. I want more base stealing. I want more base running. All right, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, are you are you talking? <laughs> fucking hairball there i had a i had a cough for like three weeks and it finally went away like yesterday and like literally in the time that we have been recording it has come back which is extremely frustrating (laughs) what i'm picking up here is that we are basically like toxic to you like we are we are a cancer inside of you this podcast is a cancer inside of you that's slowly killing you (laughs) would you say it's accurate are you you can't say because you're still like choking no, uh, uh, I, I I will neither confirm nor deny the accuracy of that statement. You, you're not going to get any leverage in your um, unionization attempt here by saying that the podcast is toxic to your health. I will not recognize that. I, I, I confirmed nor denied nothing. Yeah, I'm just telling you it's not going to work. <laughs> okay, and then speaking of offense going up, here's, here's I think, uh, like... 
I don't know. This one I, I've seen, probably seen the, the most the most ink on, the most people talking about. Uh, it's the, the 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 banning of the shift. Teams must designate two infielders for each side of second base. Can't switch. Uh, and they have to have their feet on the grass when the pitch is released. So I am interested in what the three of you think of this, because quite frankly, I, 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 I don't think I care very much. So I'm interested in, cause I know this gets a lot of people heated. I'm interested yeah. in jumping on like getting super passionate about one side of the argument and i and i'm gonna choose based on what's the funniest so i'd like to hear like y'all's thoughts on this mark i think i think you said that you uh you had an idea of where they should be going instead of this right yeah you know it's like so the shift employing the shift is kind of a our players are bigger faster stronger now and can do all of these things we can be like okay we have these infielders who are also outfielders and uh, we have, you know, like the second baseman can pretend to be a shortstop and all these things. Um, I wish they, d- I wish MLB did what um, the NBA did and just essentially changed like the dimensions of the field, you know, because like when guys first started to be super tall for the 50s and 60s, you know, someone came in and they were 6'10 and they were towering over everybody. Uh, they just made, uh, you know, they made parts of the court uh larger than they used to be to make it like a longer run to avoid a three second violation than it used to be Uh to keep keep guys from just hanging out under the basket essentially or you know if the the um the key was only four feet across in the 40s and early 50s so a guy who's 6'10 like his wingspan he is he's just standing next to it you know (laughs) like he can just hold his arm out and be like so they had to invent goaltending, a shot clock, and uh, widen the key all for one guy, George McCann. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually they added three-point shooting because more and more people were big, and it was tough to it was tough to penetrate the defense inside with all the big dudes standing there, even with the wider key. So they made the three-point line because it was like, okay, now we'll reward shooters, and the big guys have to play off of the rim more to stop that. So the game, like within this space that already existed, they just kind of kept changing things a little bit instead of stopping the innovations, you know, and from the athleticism and everything. I like that. So what you're saying is we need to change the shape of the traditional baseball diamond. It would be nice if the base pass were a little longer now. Players are faster Mm. than they were 100 plus years ago, you know, Uh, move the mound. They're not playing quite as drunk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> move, move the mount back a bit, which will help change the effective velocity of the pitches, which are also fast and are keeping offense down. Um, you know, the yeah, stuff that looks... uh, like the, the shift has nothing to do with just strikeouts being up. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's so much going on there. But if you make if you push the fences back, all of a sudden you've got more outfield, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's more reason to do more than just settle for um pull offense, especially if it's going to be a little harder to hit a home run. But if you turn everywhere into kind of a mini course field where home runs were never really the thing about course, you know, it was all the, the doubles, doubles and triples. Yeah. It's just a huge outfield. Yeah. So if you turn every, if you make everything a little more in that direction, you know, everyone keeps saying like, Oh, if you just teach hitters to be like each row and Tony Gwynn, two of the best hitters ever, baseball will be exciting and have offense again. And it's like, hear yourself. But and those guys, yeah, like these are guys who got to where they are based off of their swing. They can't just completely retool, yeah. like completely how they yeah. hit. 
Yeah, and those guys were generational talents. It's not reasonable yeah. to expect the whole league to be able to do what yeah. they did. Yeah, and if it, it's not as simple as like drafting for these types of players either, because the things people learn to do if they're serious about maybe a career in baseball, you know, they start this stuff in travel leagues when they're when they're young. You know, they're mm-hmm. excuse me, they're signing guys out of the Dominican. Um, well, not signing, verbally agreeing to when they're like twelve right. and thirteen years old. Right. So. <laughs> this stuff starts real early. Um, you're not going to fundamentally change the what every kind of hitter is to combat the pitchers throwing hard. Uh, but if you change the dimensions, then people have a reason to change the way they were, just like they did when they started selling out for power in the first place. Like, you can do that. There's motivation for it. And I think it would be a better use of things than just being like, okay, you can't do the shift anymore. Yeah, um, and, re- and really, like, the shift, it only impacts you know, a certain amount of hitters anyway, like right. more, yeah. more so than like way more so than others. Like it's like, you know, left lefties just get shifted more. Yeah. Uh, Craig Goldstein wrote something like, um, if Daniel, if Dan Vogelback is selling out for power anyway, why, why would he, why would he stop doing that? If like, Oh, he might get another single or something you know, right. without the shift going, it's like, we still going to be the same hitter. The reward's not high enough. And they're still just going to move the left fielder over to uh short right field. Anyway, yeah. that's not against the rules. Yeah. Baseball's very solved in a lot of ways. And they're kind of chasing every like last percentage point of efficiency. So it would have been nice to kind of break baseball without fundamentally changing what it is just, which is how the NBA handled these things all the time by being like, well, let's just change a little bit and we'll see a different kind of the same game being played. So, that sounds great. Love all of that. What if we made every ballpark a Pesapalo field? Oh, the the finish game? The fucking weird ass finish game. <laughs> with the game. river? With the, yeah, with the river and on the, <laughs> the right field side. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also down for that. I did, I did suggest last year that we turned baseball MLB into a deck building game. Ooh. You know, oh, so Ooh. Everyone has cards no, I, Mark, I'm super we are fucking this. listening. Yeah. <laughs> right, Let's get right. into this. I was I had a whole extended bit about Pesapalo, and I even dropped the 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 picture of the field in the chat. But I, <laughs> but I don't give a shit about that right now. Ta- keep yeah. talking about this deck building game. Well, was, yes. You know, it was uh, you'd have to rig up all the ballparks so that they have like obstacles and things that you could bring up. Um you know, pits and moats and raise the walls and lower the walls and allow extra players under the field for defense or, um, if, you know, automatically get to load the bases with this card. Um, Learns ball. <laughs> there are some cards you could use um, just once, like all year. Mm. And there are others that allow, you know, it's once a game. Um, and you, if you lose, you have to give up some of your cards to the team that won. Oh, but there's there also like a, there's like a refresh of the deck in the middle of the season too. So teams that aren't doing well still have a reason to want to win. Right. All-star game. Yeah. <laughs> so when is, when are you launching your Kickstarter and when can I back it? <laughs> right. I just want this to exist. Like as I was, I started it kind of as a bit and then as I was writing it, I'm like, but I want to watch this now, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, that, that sounds fucking rad. I love deck builders. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can just turn this into Slay the Spire. Like, I'm super down. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I love it. I love this idea. <laughs> no, that that does seem much more reasonable than just 
doing an arbitrary like we're gonna ban the shift so max kepler's batting average can raise by 20 points maybe like so his babip can go up a little bit like yeah it, it doesn't seem i don't know it doesn't seem like it's uh like it's the answer but i don't like i don't really see it as being that big of like a problem either like i don't think that it will uh like that it's yeah, that it's gonna like make the game any worse, like the product on the field any worse that they can't that they can't shift. I don't think it's necessarily gonna solve the problem it's trying to solve for as well as they think it will. I think we're still gonna right. see a lot of right. balls hit right into where guys are. They'll just you know shift as much as they can, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and you'll see the outfielders moving around a little bit more to play. You know, short, <laughs> short right field, whatever. That's it. Yeah, ultimately, uh, I think Mark is correct that like there's a lot of solutions here that are. Um, a little bit more of a scalpel and a, a, a like a steak knife that they could have tried. Uh, I really like the idea of you know I, I think we talked before on, on the podcast a number of times about either lowering or moving back the bound the, the mound and reducing yeah. the perceived velocity mm-hmm. of pitches as a, a yeah. better solution for these kinds of for essentially like the high heat problem of everyone throwing ninety eight miles an hour. Uh, but uh, I don't know why MLB has like been really resistant to anything like that. They've really only taught like explored a few things like banning the shift uh, and not really looked into some of the more creative solutions with like tinkering with the formula of the game in terms of how things are laid out. I don't, I don't really know why that is. I'm assuming it's because the baseball mythology it has for itself is so ironclad and goes back so far that mm-hmm. it's, it's like, that's guess, why it's yeah. fundamentally more conservative than they like love, the other sports. Yeah. The, you know, 60 feet, 60 six feet inches. inches. Oh, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Right. It's but like Mark said, they have changed that shit in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the the pitch clock might <laughs> change the way that some guys pitch. Like the guys that take the longest between their pitches, a lot of them are like high velocity guys. So like maybe that will lower it if they, they can't, you know, let their arm rest for forty five seconds or whatever between pitches. But but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just uh, that that doesn't seem like it will it will be enough. And yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, like lowering strikeouts is probably the thing that's like really going to do it. Ultimately, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That thing that they I, really, really need to do eventually. I've seen a fair number of people suggest that like the pitch clock will put added stress on arms and it'll cause injuries. And that's the reason why we shouldn't do it, why we should avoid it. Everything causes injuries to arms. Arms <laughs> should not be doing that. They're not, yeah, they're not built to pitch. Like, they're not, yeah. One of the most unnatural motions. That, this like, whole thing is weird and real. fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> we can't make decisions like on, on on this basis just because literally anything is going to fuck up some arms. Yeah, that's how the whole the whole the whole baseball empire is built on on the blood of, of shredded AC, ACLs. If you don't want to fuck up your ACL, don't pitch. And the players are never going to voluntarily just like not throw as hard either. Mm-hmm. No, you know they're they're it's if they don't do it, somebody else will. So fuck it, they will. They are they are absolutely still going to pitch with one hundred percent. Like the the maximum whatever whatever they call it, you know the phrase they call it to describe it the maximum effort for every single pitch is still absolutely going to be the the, the yep. way this this goes yeah that's the meta yep you got to do it oh any other last takes about these rule changes from any of you? I wish I had I wish I had goofier takes but I don't that's just like yeah. cool <laughs> aside like like my my take for. The pitch clock is, thank fucking God, mana from heaven, fall to my knees in the rain and scream it at God with joy. 
And my my reaction to all of the rest of them are, that could be pretty cool, depending on how it shakes out. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I, I think my only other hot take on this is really about the, the bag base sizes. Uh, and that We should be doing whatever we can uh, as a sport, as an organization, as, as baseball fans, to be creating another Ricky Henderson. Yes. Uh, yes. This is a good step in that direction, I think. Yeah, limiting the uh, pickoff attempts and making the bases bigger. Great. Love it. Yeah. We should we should be like doing like weird psycho X Men shit for, to create like new Ricky Hendersons in a lab somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, is, God! Is, is why am I blank? Oh yeah, uh, Striker. Is that Striker? Is that his name? I forget his first name. Oh, uh, we're not doing we're not doing an X Men uh, bit. Okay, never you're, mind. You're never the, mind. You're never the, mind. You're the, you're the Ignore that. I hear. Yeah. yeah. I like X Men. I thought you were talking about Spencer Strider for a minute. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> You uh, like his mustache that much? Okay. <laughs> yeah, the the pitch clock one because of the the steals with the pickoff attempt, you know, like counter there. That does feel like the only thing that's kind of like breaking, like the efficiency problem I talked about before. It's not that the efficiency is bad; it's just that like we know we know it now, and it's kind of boring. So teams have a high efficiency rate for steals, but they just don't steal. They don't try, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now we've opened things up a little. We've broken this part of baseball a little bit. Like, let's let's see them. Let's see what they do now that it's kind of busted and it's Wild West there again. Mm-hmm. We just don't have enough Wild West stuff in MLB anymore, you know. Hundred percent, hundred percent correct. More of that, please. I, I want trick plays. I want like goofy behavior. I, I want guys yeah. like drinking a big old beer on the sidelines. Dude, that that thing a couple of years ago where Williams Acedio did the no look pickoff, like Rural, we need more shit like that. Mm, yeah, one of the coolest yeah. things I've ever seen in my life. So awesome. I want more Baltimore chops. Give give, give me all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just swinging it like an axe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we get to mailbag, uh, Stephen, do we want to do the quick players to be shamed later? I know we don't have oh, any new I- ones, but we have a. A two-timer, right? We do have a two-timer. So uh, we are stuck at 46 on the season. Okay. uh, With three more teams left to play in Toronto after the Rays, who are there now. Uh, The Orioles, though, uh, have declared their entire 40-man roster vaccinated, so they're not really a contender to add any more to this list. Mm -hmm. The Red Sox certainly will because uh, the previous two-timer is Tanner Houck uh, and joining him uh, is Brooks Raley of the Tampa Bay Rays who this is his second missed trip to Toronto uh, last time the Rays were up there it was Brooks Raley and Ryan Thompson uh, Ryan Thompson is on the IL so he dodges uh uh, <laughs> a, a second player to be shamed later on our books really really now has two time can't go to toronto and didn't wear the the gay hat yeah so, he's like, uh, he's 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 got yeah. that leg up on tanner hauk because he's, he's the got MVP that, the, that extra yeah. stuff <laughs> uh so yeah we're still we're still at 46 we're still missing a second baseman and a shortstop but we can plug there. we can plug people into we'll those there. positions. We'll there, no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, absolutely. It's so weird to me that like it's always the fringe guys who are doing this shit. Like Brooke Shelley mm-hmm. is thirty four. Yeah. Uh, he's pitching well this season, but he spent four years in the KBO already. Like he was trimmed out of the Cubs organization as like a twenty five year old. 
It's just, it's weird to me that's the guys who like really shouldn't be risking their careers on this thing that do it. Ah, that's the courage of their co- convictions, I guess. But if you're like, but if you're like not that strong of a player to begin with, and then you get drummed out based on this, then you can like get get your Fox News circuit on after and be <laughs> like, I got kicked out of the league. I got blackballed because I wouldn't get the vaccine. Like, what is that weird Australian guy who is like, uh, Ennis Cantor would be in the, in the would be a, on the on this track for a Hall of <laughs> oh, Fame yeah. spot if uh... or like, yeah Ennis Cantor is the fourth best player of all time yeah, yeah. that guy yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know if he's the fourth best Ennis Cantor of all time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but before we move on to mailbag can we please talk about Tony Larusa? Oh sure, because oh, this yeah. shit is so this shit is so fucking funny, man. Yeah, take it away, Stephen. What's going on with Tony Larusa? So Tony Larusa, quote unquote, manager of the White Sox, has been on indefinite leave for two weeks for personal medical reasons, and no one knows when he'll be back. Mm-hmm. His asshole exploded. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he had a fucking pacemaker put in. In fairness, <laughs> that that takes a toll on you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Open heart surgery. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you shouldn't be like hanging out in a dugout in the heat wearing a fucking full baseball uniform. No, you shouldn't even be in the city of Chicago. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just get secondhand cholesterol just by being there. Yeah. I was just gonna say, apparently, all the players are like not so subtly being like, "Yeah, it's great now. We're having a lot of fun." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally She's different. Like, yeah, no house. fucking shit. <laughs> There's not this weird geriatric man like like running around the clubhouse anymore. Not running, like yeah. shuffling around the clubhouse anymore, being like, "Stop having fun." Intentionally walking guys on two strike counts and oh. stuff, like like every other game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he has one of the biggest egos the game has ever seen, and then they inducted him into the Hall of Fame, and yeah, he's then a Hall he came back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like this is a guy you couldn't tell, you couldn't say anything to before then, mm-hmm. and now we can end every conversation with like, "Oh, are you in the Hall of Fame?" Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm in the Hall of Fame, even though I, you know, deserve to not be there at all. Yeah. <laughs> you can just be like, how, "How many?" You can just respond to that with, "How many DUIs you had?" How many oh, he doesn't one. remember. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jane, that's elder abuse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I had to, I, 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 I had to laugh about that because mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that was happening until recently, and I saw that, yeah. and just it's so fucking funny. Well, it they've also like good. shot up through the standings too, right? Like, it's yeah. not just that they're having a good time. Yeah, I mean, the it's it's on the, the twins falling apart completely has <laughs> been a big part of it but yeah yeah they're the whole division sucks is like it was basically do, all we do, talked do, about do, last do, week do, do, do. basically <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. the, that's the sound cue for when we talk about the al central we did an entire episode last week about yeah, it about how, how bad the al central is i think it's the twins here going all the way baby yeah, no, they just got they just got swept by Cleveland in the series this weekend. Like, no, it's not happening. They have they have like eighteen guys on the IL right now, and like nine of them are sixty day guys. You just gotta believe. You just gotta believe. Yeah, yeah. I I am so my my primary rooting interest in this playoffs is the Phillies. My secondary rooting interest in this playoffs is the Blue Jays, and my tertiary rooting interest in the playoffs is 
It would be so fucking funny if the AL Central team that makes it Why? got to the World Series. Yeah. It would be so funny. <laughs> would, I, I, really I need would. that. Yeah. Just the Guardians get there. Just how stupid would that be? It's such a bad uh, team, too. Like <laughs> one of the first episodes we did in the season was involved in how the Guardians were like better than we expected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then what happened? The rest of the season. Yeah, and, then they, and then they were in first place in the division. Yeah, and then they, they got into first place in like on like August 13th or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the, the twins had like a winning April and May and then like held on to the like without having a winning month, they held on to the division lead until like in the middle of August. <laughs> like gloriously dumb. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Wait, that's how dumb and bad that fucking division is. is the, Meanwhile, is the, the Tigers have won fifty-four games. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So, is the AL Central our new Mets? <laughs> Where we just bring it up yeah. every episode? Yeah, talk about how fucking bad they are every time. We'll, we'll still talk about the Mets. Don't worry. We can't yeah. get away from that. And I'd like to point out that once again, Steven's the one that has brought up the Mets first. <laughs> well, it's, I, I listen. I, it, it's not. It doesn't feel forced on me. I don't feel yeah, like okay. I'm being attacked. I, I, I can, I can acknowledge them, especially the little hiccup they had uh, last week where the Braves caught them briefly. Yeah, which was a terrifying thing because yeah, how many games left to play? Yeah, I desperately so... go ahead. <laughs> Mets fans might feel okay. Some Mets fans, the smarter ones, know that they shouldn't feel okay until the season is over and yes. in a positive way. But that's the thing. It's like the kind of the, you know, the higher they are, the funnier the fall will be. Exactly. So that, that has been my position all year. Thank you, I Mark, also, for validating I me. I don't think it's correct to say that they should feel better once the season is over. Mets fans <laughs> under no circumstances should ever feel better. Well, yeah, if they win, I can't imagine what horror awaits them after that. But at least, they'll, you know, at least they'd have this year. Just I like remember, a nuclear bomb would go off in the state of, uh, in the city of New, New York. Yeah, we're gonna get a sum of all fears situation in Game <laughs> Seven of the World Series when they're about to. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I guess how the real dark timeline shit kicks off. No, I do remember in like 2015 watching the the, <laughs> the Royals Mets World Series and being like. Man, I hope the Mets don't win this. Those fans do not deserve this at all. Like, I do not want them to be happy. Now I'm like, now I'm kind of rooting for them. But like seven years ago, it's like, no, I, I, they, they, they can't handle this. They, no, they like for their own good, not. they can't handle this. Yeah, I need some new blood. Like I, I, there are still Mariners and Mets jokes to make. You know, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I would like, to, I would like a chance to try out some new material. You know, I've sure. been, I've been really, absolutely, I've been really beating them down for very long time now i've been doing like man they've been terrible for a long time yeah <laughs> yeah no i i think the uh mariners only getting into the playoffs and when they after they expand the uh playoffs uh uh number of teams in the playoffs is is an incredibly funny bit yeah <laughs> oh god that's right that is good that that is i need good them, i need them to fall to the third wild card so that it's definitely because they expanded because they're, I think they're the first one now. Mm. And I need them to beat the Yankees at the earliest possible opportunity. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I think, I can, well, Mariners or Astros. I don't know which one would set Yankees fans off more. Astros. It's got to be Astros, right? I think it's um, like, uh, probably, no, I think Yankees is revenge for 2001. You mean, mm. you mean Mariners? 
Yeah, the Mariners and the Yankees yeah. in the 2001 playoffs. Well, it's like, which one would that upset That was like Yankees their year, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Yankees fans would get upset by Houston 100,000% yeah. more. And but you know they that, don't like respect the Mariners as like a team that deserves to be in the postseason. <laughs> so here's here's what's going to happen, right? Like, they're, they're going to be, if they get beat by Houston, they're going to be mad at Houston. Mm-hmm. And if they get beat by Seattle, they're going to be mad at the Yankees. Yeah, actually, that's mm. entirely correct. Yes, they're so, never angry at their win; they're angry at the Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> if we could pair this with Aaron Judge not winning the MVP, I think we could oh. see the maddest fan base of all time. Oh god, oh. the perfect discourse. So I am loving this. Oh, it is so. It is so nice to have to have We're someone in the out there right now who's, now. who's <laughs> like a huge fucking hater. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me on. Some of us thrive on pain. Some of us thrive on the, the misery of others. It's just no, life. I need it. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is better than the coffee I just had. This is really what's actually waking me up right now. Absolutely. <laughs> and no one, no one does persecution better than the Yankees fan. No, no, no way. I remember, I remember one time a Yankees fan a couple years ago telling me that, um, that like. A te- like somebody's favorite non-Yankees team not making the playoffs at all like for a long time uh, is like not a big deal because you know they don't they don't know what it's like to be a championship <laughs> cha- champion like oh. and it, it hurts it hurts worse for Yankees fans that they didn't win one for in the in the 2010s you know <laughs> like that that is like a greater travesty than like you know your fate than like you know he wasn't talking to me, but then like my team, you know, not winning a playoff game period since like 2002. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's so, it's so awesome. I just, I want them to be miserable. Like, uh, I love to see it. I love to hear about a real life version of that person because I, I did like a gag like that for Boston. Uh, I can't remember when it was for SB nation, but we did like, a group effort post on like the most tortured sports city, yeah. you know, because like Cleveland had just, I think they had just blown the, the three one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. yeah. So I, I did a whole thing about um, Boston's the most tortured sports city because they had gone something like 14 months without a championship. And they, <laughs> they, they, they were just so used to winning in every sport yeah. after another, yeah. like you don't understand what you've had until you've lost it, you know, stuff like that. Oh, um, so I love I love that there's someone actually out there like that. Who yeah, there, lives, oh, yeah, there are. Lives their life. Thousands, thousands. I think that this this person that said that I think they're in like a, a baseball DM that we're all in. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, uh, okay. Then let's go to mailbag. <laughs> yeah, quick before we start shitting on our actual yeah, friends. But, but yeah, we love Yankees. our Yankees DM, folks. We we love we love the the nice yeah. boys of the Yankees DM. But but uh, speaking of. The Yankees at the WizRat on Twitter asks, is Aaron Hicks not only the worst player in the world, but the most detested man in New York since Muhammad Atta? This is kind of, yeah, I mean, this, this, we just had 9-11 the other day, too. So I, you know, I figured I'd I'd let this, let this question through. No, I I, I feel like they should have learned a lesson about heckling their, like, new center fielder who's struggling with Joey Votto immediately going to the Dodgers and becoming good again. (laughs) <laughs> but no, they they picked up nothing. <laughs> uh, Joey Votto. No new information. Yeah. yeah, you said Joey Votto. Oh, uh, I said Votto. I'm a gal. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I mean, they've had they've they've been shitting on Aaron Hicks for years though, too. But yeah, 
I think I, I um, that one came up in my brain because at one point they were chanting after he made an error, uh, Joey Gallo. Yeah. Over and over mm-hmm. again. And that was that was delightful. Uh, poor guy. That that thing the other day where he just <laughs> just kind of froze up on the field. I don't know. It was very bizarre. <laughs> that was a weird thing for a veteran player to do, honestly. Um, but yeah, poor guy. Uh, let's see. Next question. Subcommandante Stavros on the Discord says, what's each host's favorite bat dog? Um, I don't think I can name one bat dog. Yeah. They're all good boys. They're all good dogs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I saw I I saw this and I meant to look it up and forgot um, mm-hmm. just so that I could have an actual answer, but I don't. They're all good. Yeah, more more teams should have bat dogs. I'm I'm looking up now a list of bat dogs. Uh, I think I'm just gonna pick the one named Ripkin on principle because it's adorable. Okay. Yeah. Actually, oh. no, the Angels have a, a bat dog named Clyde, and that's pretty cute. Oh, okay. Great. Great. Okay. I don't know any um, of the bat dogs, so I'm just gonna say the sea dog's mascot, who is a sea dog. Oh my god! Sorry, I just saw Jake the diamond dog. That's... Ooh, the diamond dog! Oh, Love wow. that! Love that! Okay, frivolous on the Discord. So if San Diego misses the playoffs, Preller has to be fired, right? Are we getting rid of probably. AJ yeah, I mean, someone's going down after this. <laughs> like they already, they already got rid of. Uh, uh, their their manager last season uh he's uh he's with the twins now he's the the bench coach there but ugh, uh. like it's like yeah there's another question in here that's like um what is it Da-da-da-da. is there a team or is there a worse vi- vibes team going right now than the brewers and like uh that's that's hard to say probably not but if there is i honestly like the padres just give me fucking rancid vibes right now it might be a five yeah what what's going on over there they 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 keep doing this you know i i i can't really get on board with firing pellers because i think he's made a lot of good moves i think like extending tatis at that time in the context was a really good idea i don't think you could have like predicted that he'd get busted on uh fucking steroid charges in 2022 um he built a really good uh, pipeline and farm system, and that, that talent is graduating and it hasn't worked out for them. Uh, I don't necessarily think that should be all on his head. Uh, that's said they probably will fire him just because it's what you do. I, th- I think maybe they give him next year when they get whatever they get from Tatis post suspension and shoulder surgery. Because um, they did convince him to finally get that shoulder surgery that they've been like butting heads over for a couple years now. Oh, yeah, he should have done that ages ago. Like I, the suspension that it happened kind of sucks, but it's like, okay, well, you got the shoulder surgery, so maybe in the long run this will be good. But, you know, a full year of, like, Soto... Well, not a full year, you know, whenever he comes back. Uh, but Soto, Tatis, and Machado finally in the lineup together. Like, if they don't do shit, then... Then, okay, mm-hmm. like, you gotta, then, you gotta yeah. figure something out. But, like... Well, if they don't all it, fucking kill each other, either, because they all seem to hate each other on like that team I, right now, so... I'm, ho- I'm hoping, after what happened with Tatis and him agreeing to the shoulder surgery, that it's, like, that is the sign mm-hmm. that maybe things will be cool now. Cause yeah, like everyone seemed very mad, but like all the team, you don't usually see teammates so openly being like, yes, this was a huge disappointment to us. He let us down, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And part uh, of that might be Machado just being, who man, he's always kind of been, he's always been a bit of a red ass. I don't know. Well, I guess after crashing your motorcycle and then getting suspension, it's like the two <laughs> things combined yeah. where it's like, dude, what the fuck? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. 
we're already facing the Dodgers. <laughs> I'm willing to like. I see. I would be willing to give him a pass on the motorcycle thing just because of how poorly they treated him. Like Tingler treated him after the hitting a fucking grand slam mm-hmm. when they were up seven runs or whatever. Like, oh god! I, he got to get out of jail free card after like how they treated him. <laughs> I there. forgot about that shit. That's uh, right. Maybe yeah. Tingler's the guy to fire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. Yeah. He got fired. I think because nobody liked him. But. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> what, what? So what did the Minnesota Twins do? They hired him. Uh, <laughs> love this team. Love this division. Oh, yeah. Love it. But uh, the, the the real thing is like you can't fix the problem of the Dodgers. The Dodgers are just going yeah. to be in your division with the best farm system and best team on the field forever. Yeah, basically, like, I mean okay, go sorry. Like I am a Padres fan, and the essentially all I hope for, because I feel like it's realistic, is hey, maybe you get to the postseason and then like the Dodgers blow it, which they do sometimes. But like you're not gonna you're not going to get a higher seed than them. No, you know, you're, like you're it always took, fighting it, for a wild card. Yeah. It took like the giants finished ahead of them last year. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, yeah the, a weird the gods have yeah. severely punished them for that transgression. You know, like <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. So you just kind of, you just kind of have to hope you win in a short series against them. Like someone pitches a couple of bad games and your guys play out of their minds. Like that, that's about all you can hope for. So, and that happens. That's doable. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. a two out of three series. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, the Nats, the national, that's how the nationals got the 2019 world series was, yeah. you know, card. they beat, they beat the Dodgers, which no one thought was going to happen, but yeah. you don't have to play them in 162 games. You know, they had gumption. <laughs> that's right. Not like those Dodgers, those gumptionless Dodgers with their numbers. <laughs> but yeah, like you're, you're now looking at it like a, your three best players versus their three best player, best players. Really, regardless of what team you are, it, you're probably not going to beat Mookie Betts, uh, Freddie Freeman, and fucking the third best guy is like could be six different guys. It doesn't make any goddamn <laughs> yeah. sense. It's whoever they're whoever's playing the Trace Thompson role at like the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. They made Trace Thompson good again. That's that's it. No, good for the first time ever. That's fucking insane. <laughs> it's unfair. When do they go away? Never. This, yeah, this is never the going rest away, of baseball for the rest of time. This yeah, is just yeah, what the Dodgers until, do forever. Yeah, until California breaks off and uh yeah, and becomes its like own like I mean both physically and becomes a rogue state. Yeah. Like I think that yeah, the Dodgers are there forever. Yeah, like why would they, they turn off the money tap? Why would they ever yeah. say we're not gonna keep spending like this? They're too they've, good at developing. They are yeah, they've got the God, money. That's They're annoying. Forever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what they have done. I mean, look at just look at like the the straight up like win percentage since 2017 or whatever. Uh-huh. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. And never oh, mind yeah. the fact they've won the division every year, but one year for like almost a decade now. It's just like how how much they won by. Yeah. There's wild. there's yeah there was some great stat about how Dave Roberts passed I think like 500 games as an editor or something, and his win percentage was like points like 700 percent or something. It was just like yeah. stupid. I hate to relitigate this, but they lost two World Series that are basically not. <laughs> legit yeah um i mean the dodgers yeah. also could have been cheating in those two like i don't want to let anyone off the hook but sure right i'm speaking of the dodgers world series i'm i'm ready to start saying that 2020 was a mickey mouse world series just because it's funny just because it makes them so mad it oh is, i was i was on board with that the moment yeah, i like happened. i like the dodgers but like i i'm just uh I'm 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 just saying that now because I think it's funny. <laughs> Not to switch sports, but it, it works twice because you can also say it about the Lakers. 
Yeah, yeah. Lakers one I think so is more valid actually. Then all of Los Angeles will just be so furious at you, except for like a couple of Clippers fans. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. and ch- Chargers fans, like all six Chargers fans. I don't know. <laughs> Were they there in twenty? I don't even know. Yeah. But no, this is this is if you if you're a fan of a team in the NL West, this is just the rest of your life is is yeah. watching yeah. the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, completely ruin you every single season, barring like horrific nightmarish injury or like the like the team plane going down that's the only way things ever get better for you yeah they're gonna have to be eating each other in the andes when they go to a <laughs> game in brazil or something like that's the only way it's happening and they wouldn't they would have team solidarity and be like okay we're, we're, we're just gonna we're gonna work through this no none of us are we're, none of us are superstars or it's, it's a team effort we're gonna get through this we're just gonna eat chris taylor and like smoke him and, and he's, a, he's a role player for that reason yeah, he volunteers for it. Yeah, they'll they'll do the they'll do the short straw thing, like they did at um that thing. What's the f- <laughs> fuck? I'm, I just I had it, I had it, and I lost it. The Donner That's Party. Oh uh, yeah, no, the guy, there you go. There you go. The guy who the guy at the Donner Party who suggested they draw straws to see who they would kill and eat. And then he drew the short straw and went, actually, just kidding. Bad idea. Um, yeah, no. I, I, I think I you think... start with Justin Turner. I think like he's the first one you eat. Then like just like age wise, he's got the most. I think I think as him. soon as you, I think as soon as the Dodgers plane hits the mountain, and like if Justin Turner is one of the guys that that survives and wakes up, he immediately like runs out into the wilderness and becomes a <laughs> kid. Like yeah, he, Justin he, Turner, he, he not around. You wouldn't eat oh. him first. He would eat you first. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. He's taking you to the woods. He's becoming a forest, like a, a, a part of the forest. Yeah. <laughs> the red hair is fully covering him head to toe, like within like, becomes, 48 hours. He becomes Blanca, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Max Muncie, also another person who, yeah. uh, who, werewolf. who Actual he would werewolf. immediately <laughs> just start eating people. <laughs> Really, I think the only human like who stays like fully like on board with humanity is probably Bellinger. It's no, it's Will Smith. He's the baby okay. face yeah. hero of the movie. I think. Yeah, I'm yeah. terrified <laughs> of how like quickly Mookie Betts would learn how to like build a bow and arrow and start hunting. Oh god, oh, it's full of like, shit. Like taking them on. Be like that new Predator movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like we found something else Mookie Betts is great at hunting yeah. for food. Yeah. Yeah. Hunting right. Is- Former yeah. teammates playing the most dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do one more question here, and I'll save the rest. We had a lot of good mailbag questions, but I'll save the rest of them for uh, next time. All right, Millennial Falcon on the Discord. Which prospects were you the most hyped about at the time, even if they never turned out? <sighs> I can't answer this because I don't know shit about prospects ever. I was I was real I leaned really hard on Bellinger being like a superstar, and for a while there he was. Yeah, you got won an MVP. <laughs> yeah, I can't figure out what happened since, but like one of the dumbest tweets I ever did, and I'll totally own this is like a dumb thing to tweet was like Bellinger and um, Judge came into the league in the same year, and I said I thought Bellinger would have a much longer and better career than Judge. Wow, flat wow. out wrong, flat out fucking yeah. wrong. Yeah, I was very excited about Miguel Sano. Dog shit, dog shit. I mean, he had a couple of he he made an all star team once, but like, uh, awful, <laughs> awful person, awful player. 
I just remember Philadelphia's collective insanity that they were driven to the brink of uh, by Dom Brown. Ooh. That shit yeah. still stings. You st- you he, he, you still bring that name up, and and it's 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 not good. Yeah, I feel like Philadelphia, like really, like all of that energy has gone into the Sixers, though, for like failed prospects and guys that didn't work out. Just because the nature of that rebuild was so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say more and then I'm like, oh, I don't know shit about the Sixers and I don't want to sound like a fucking idiot. So I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I try to like get into basketball and like get into the Sixers, I like, oh, they sound like they're so fun right now. And then like I pay attention to them for precisely three games and then like the entire fan base is ready to kill each other and everybody's mm-hmm. miserable and like nobody's having fun. Even if they do happen to be winning, they're still not having fun. So yeah, I kind of, I thought that was like the whole Philadelphia sports five in general. Yeah. But see, across the board. I already, I already have it for, for two other sports. I can't add a third one. That'll just Fair like, enough. I'll have a fucking heart attack. There's like no light at the end of the 76ers tunnel either. So now I mean, you're just dooming yourself to perpetual. There's never the moment of joy. I've already done that. So I'm unwilling to continue doing that. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Before we go here, I've got a couple little updates on the, uh, the Sandlot games from around the country. We talked about the, the punk baseball games up here in Minneapolis last, uh, last week. And the uh, the Kansas City one, but I've got information uh, for about a couple other ones from around the country. Uh, in Pittsburgh, there are three Doc Ellis teams, Doc Ellis League teams, uh, three of them that are active Sundays around two p.m. Uh, punk time. This Matthew wrote in, as he calls it, punk time uh, at Gardner Field in Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, on the north side of the field. Um, players from all three of their teams play the pickup games. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go play some Sandlot baseball, inclusive, pretty, uh, you know, pretty casual, go, yeah, go check that out if you're in uh, Pittsburgh and then, uh, at Tarantula dad on Twitter, uh, gave me some information on a few North Carolina teams. They're not in the doc Ellis league, but they play a pretty similar thing and they have a growing network of Sandlot teams Saturdays from 10 AM to 1 PM at Lions park field in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, they play, however, this upcoming weekend, they're playing in Carborough, and that is, uh, uh, they're, and they're playing two games, the Carolina Kudzu versus the Carborough Freight Trains at 3 p.m., and the Raleigh Reapers versus the Durham Dirtbags at 6 p.m. Open Sandlot pay, uh, play at 12 p.m., first game at 3, second game at 5. Did you just say Raleigh Reapers? Yes, like the Carolina Reaper, that's adorable. That f- yeah, fucking yeah. rules. And if you and you're listening, and you have any more information about local pickup games around the country, let us know. I'll get. We'll give them a shout out on here. This is a. Uh, I think this is a really cool thing that people are doing, and I I would love this for this to grow. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So let let me know. Love this new segment. Yeah. <laughs> so if you got them, DM the show. Uh, you know, DM me, whatever, get, a, get, get that information to us. I will happily plug you on the show. Um, speaking of plugs, Mark, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking some time out to talk to us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. And yes, you can find, uh, Mark, where can, where can people find you? I think you, you got a, you got a couple places. Oh, but yeah, I had to make a link tree the other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Discovering what a link tree was. 
let's see, what, what do I do? I have a uh, labor newsletter that has existed since 2019 that I still haven't named. So that's why it has such a long intro. Uh, but you can read that at marknormandon.com. Uh, the newsletter is a tiny letter. There's links to it all over the place. at I'll, I'll put them in the show notes too. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I write about retro video you. games at uh, retroxp.substack.com. Um, and I, my other baseball writing is a baseball prospectus a couple times a month. And I do a few pieces for Pace Magazine as well. Nice. Yeah, we'll put your link tree, your link tree on our link tree. <laughs> and you can give to Mark at Patreon.com to support his uh, general general work he does here. Patreon.com slash Mark Normandin. And you can give to ours at Patreon.com slash Batting Around. Um, and speaking of that, we're having a watch along this Friday night. We have up on the Patreon a poll where you can go vote for what games we're going to watch. It looks like right now it's going to be Orioles Blue Jays. Thank fucking but, God. Yeah, that it's not. Yeah, Steven was worried we we're going to have to watch another Phillies game. Uh, but no, no, but it doesn't look like it. But if you want to. I will exert my co host yeah. authority and throw out <laughs> any results that might lead to a uh, nope, Phillies we're gonna, Braves victory. We're going to stop the steal if that happens. We're going to stop <laughs> the steal. Um, if you want to ruin Steven's Friday night, you can go vote for it on there. But you have to give us money first. So uh, go to patreon.com slash batting around. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks again, Mark, for coming on the show. All right. Bye.